Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. My name is Peter Englert. I am here with my friend, coworker, teammate, co-host, Amanda D'Angelo. We are doing a series of co-host episodes. What Love do you think it. about that? I am pumped. I just think it's so good for people to hear our stories. Well, I do too. Yeah. And so these episodes are going to go with all of our future episodes this year. Um, we're starting a brand new series. Why am I, or why do I still follow Jesus? Yeah. So this is a great precursor to that. But Amanda, mm-hmm. we're interviewing you. I know. Tell I me, uh, tell me just a little bit about Amanda today. Okay. I am 33 years old. I am Jesus age. Yes. Right. I think about that sometimes. Um, I am married. I've been married for a little over a year. Um, I work at Browncroft Community Church. I'm a Next Steps director. Love it. I help new guests get connected and grow in their faith. It's great. Um, I am super extroverted. Love spending time with people. Love hearing people's stories, both in and outside the church. Um, I love to dance. I love to read and write and listen to tons of podcasts like talking to people. It's all, all of that. Anything involving people I'm in. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So before we jump in too deep, yes, I play this game with my daughter Haley called either or. Oh, so I'm going to give you a series of questions Mm. so that our listeners can get to know you and our viewers in sync or 98 degrees. Oh, 100% in sync. Listen, wow. (laughs) Justin Timberlake is the only one. Besides, I mean, in a band, I love my husband. In a band, it's Justin Timberlake, 100%. See, you are all about Justin Timberlake, <laughs> and then my wife's like Henry Cloud. So anyways, that's a whole other thing. Um, Duff's or Anchor Bar? Oh, um, mm, I don't know which one I would say. Probably Anchor Bar. So I kind of jumped in there, and I shouldn't have, but... Uh, Amanda, you're from Buffalo. Oh, yes. Those are two Buffalo Wings places. I know. So would you put in a third one? I don't. I think I would put in anything but Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, don't do that. That's my my note on that. And don't put ranch on your wings. Oh, my gosh. No. Let me actually tell you this. I have a stronger opinion about this than wings. Rudy's Blue Cheese is the best blue cheese in the world. And it's mainly... In Buffalo, you can kind of get it other places, but best blue cheese. Yes. Okay. It's very important. Now we're going to diverge. This is the last question. Ready for it. Last question and kind of get to know you and then we'll talk about it. So you have a 12 hours with unlimited money. You can, you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want with whoever you want. What does that day look like? Okay, if we're actually going to do that, it's going to be a very short trip, but I would totally go to Italy. Wow. I mean, if you're always talking about unlimited like money, and go, I would go there. I, mean, I was going to say stuff like, oh, I'd read a book and go get my nails done, and I would spend, have this like blow-up party with my friends. No, if I can do that, I would travel, because I never really did growing up. I want to explore this world. I think it's, yeah, I've only been to a few places, and I want to go to more. How about that? Segways are for rookies. So you just dropped like a a super deep thought. You never Mm. traveled or you didn't travel much as a kid. Yeah. So why don't we tell a little bit about your story? And then I think that that's going to lead into your faith journey just of why you love being a part of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So grew up in a home where 
like my mom would like randomly take us to church. She's a hundred percent Sicilian. My dad is like German and all this stuff. So it was, and it was just interesting growing up, like had an older sister who was like a year older than I am, younger sister who special needs. So it was like an interesting dynamic that whole way. And I'm the middle child. So I'm a people pleaser, keep things fair, you know, put others needs before mine, all that stuff. Um, but was always like the person that was the life of the party and made people laugh, which is wonderful, but can be like some responsibility to like break the tension and the tough times. So, yeah. So did you, did you feel responsible to keep everything together? Yes, I did. And I think my family looked to me to be the person said, hey, can you make this better? Can you either do this to keep things peaceful or can you like, hey, can you give us something funny so that we can get to a better spot? Okay. So yeah, I definitely are responsible. That's a good word for it. So where where's Jesus in all of this? Mm. So I didn't really, I didn't really see Jesus for who he was until I was 13. It was this crazy time when like this chalk artist came to my school and then he gave a gospel presentation or like a message. And I was like, wow, God is real and I am a sinner and I definitely need a savior. And if you hear that, you're like, wow, rules oriented. I am not doing well and I need someone to rescue me from that. Like what's missing in that was his love. Mm. So I kind of struggled to make Jesus my full focus and like immersed in everything that I did until I was 17 when I was going like a really hard time. And I was like looking for love in all the wrong places. And after this like wonderful weekend, I feel like I heard God say to me, like, I'm the love you're looking for. And that was the start of a journey for me. Cause at that time, my family and I started going to this church where in the, in at first I was like, oh, this is a really, this is great. I started serving in there. I was opening my Bible more consistently. I was like, you know, learning from the messages. But as I grew in the knowledge of God's love myself, I was like, this church is incredibly legalistic, checklist, rules oriented, do good, and then you'll be fine. Which, as I said, a person like me with that personality of people pleasing, keep the peace, was like the worst thing that I could hear because I wasn't hearing God loves you as you are done. So I, that was, that was really hard for me. So let's, let's kind of stay there just for a second. Let's do it. What specifically was going on when you were 17? You know, were, were you dating someone? Mm -hmm. Was it, you know, friends at the church? Was there family up here? Like, what exactly was going on? Um, so I had just oh, so many things. I struggled with body image issues my whole life. And for some reason, when I hit like my senior year of high school and going into college, I literally let down my hair. And I was like, oh, I actually have like really nice hair. And I begot, became more confident, which then had, and I've never dated anyone at this point. Never. And see, uh, freshman year of, of college, this guy like looked at me in a way that no one has ever looked at me. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And we weren't even official or anything. And I let him treat me horribly, horribly to the point where my sister had to like stand up to him and just like, just tell him, put him in his place. But yet he didn't, it didn't put him in his place. And like I said, with other things, I was just thinking that I had to do good in order to, I was striving for God's love. I was just, everything was me trying to answer the question of, am I worthy and am I valuable? And my husband and I talk a lot about how that is always my question. Do I have worth and do I have value? Even now when I'm 33 and have been a Christian for over 10 years. Mm. So if you were listening to Why Got a Why when you were 17 years old, what episodes do you either wish you listened to mm. or what topics do you think would have been helpful for you? Right away, I think of why do I feel like I have to earn God's love? Mm. Why do I feel like, and this is actually a question I had for God myself, why do I feel like his love isn't enough? Why do I feel like I need to have a husband, the right career, look a certain way in order for, for me to find value and worth? And it's because to me, it was because God's love wasn't enough, mm. which is a huge thing to say. And I think people can resonate with that, that what God provides in and of himself and who Jesus is, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's enough. Mm. And I had to wrestle with that. So I want to I want to just take the church answer off this question yeah. for a sec, because I think a lot of people would go through what you went through, mm -hmm. and they would just say, "See you later, church." Yeah. See you later, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So besides Jesus keeping <laughs> you, and it doesn't always have to be a positive or a negative thing. It could be either or. Yeah. What kept you? going to church and Christianity as you kind of reflect on that. Cause some of our listeners, they probably have never articulated, like I should just give this up because they're very much like you. I want to, you know, I'm here to keep the peace. There's others of our listeners that are a little bit more vocal, shall we say, mm -hmm. whether they're deconstructing or doubting, but yeah. what was it about the, that season that kept you besides Jesus? Mm. There was a season in my faith where I actually, question Jesus. He seemed so fake to me. He seemed like a story, um, very, very distant. And that scared the crap out of me because I said, if I don't have him, what, what do I have? Mm. Like that lack of not having anything was frightening to me because I think at my core, I knew that God was all I needed and that he was, he was the fulfillment of everything I've ever wanted, but I just couldn't get there, but I wanted to. Like when I said to God that one time I said, you, if you have to be enough for me, that was a time that I had, I wanted him to be enough for me. So it was this inner desire because I, I realized that all these other things either weren't happening or weren't enough. So it's like, where, where else can I go? And I did at some points in my life have like a taste of this is, this is all I need. And so I, I, but I didn't get that from other things or other people or other situations, but I did 
even get like a whiff of that with, with the Lord. Like I found like there's something there. Mm. So I think that's what kept me was I sensed that it was the right thing, but I just couldn't get there myself. And in that time. Listeners, I just want to encourage you. Um, Amanda tells a lot of her story. She has two episodes, one on friendship and one mm-hmm. on online dating. We're going to, I'd encourage you to listen to those. We're actually not necessarily going to go there unless you go there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you have a passion to mentor younger women. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I have two daughters. I'm married. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's just some unique challenges. So as you kind of think about your story and you think about the, the listeners that are women that are listening to this podcast that are asking the question, like, does Jesus think I'm valuable? Am I worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, as you kind of think about your story, let's go to when you're 24. Mm-hmm. What, what would have been helpful to hear? It's interesting you mentioned that age because 20 leading that all came to all the things I was struggling with came to a head when I was 25. I was really struggling living at home, was not getting along with my parents, um, wanted more from my church, um, just wanted a better mental health for myself and to really get to better places in friendship too. All of it was right there on the brink. And I needed someone and I did have someone, thank goodness, tell me, go for it. Like make the changes that would be healthier for you. Move out of your parents' house, go to a different church, seek out healthier friends. Um, Like, which also kind of solved and helped with the singleness thing because I was so unhappy with all the other things going on in my life. I was like, if I marry someone, that'll be the answer. Cause I'll have him, we'll find our own place. We'll have our own life together. He'll affirm me in my, physically. Like, but I was healing all those other things in order I was even more content in my singleness. So I think I, I needed to hear the things that you're struggling with, they're real and they matter and find better. Like be courageous, find better. Why Why do you think, so I'm probably gonna use the, the wrong word here. Go for it. Why, why do you think you settled when you were 24? Oh. Like, cause what I hear is, you know, even the healthiest of families, like we probably have a lot more people that are living at home. Mm-hmm. Even if you have like the most loving, caring parents, that's complicated. Yep. You know, and there's circumstances outside yourself that can Mm -hmm. do that. But I just kind of hear, you know, I had these friends, I was at this church and I just, I keep feeling the word settle. You might use a different word, Mm -hmm. but like, what was it about that, that this person, you know, who came into your life had to say to you, like, you could do better. Totally. I think it goes back to that core question. Am I worthy of better? Do I have value enough to get better? When I, I, when I say I put people's needs ahead of my own, I do it everywhere. So I was thinking, how will my church feel if I leave, especially when I'm serving so much in my church? How will my friends feel when I say, I want to have more friends who, you know, 
study the word and are living out their faith. And um, well, how will my parents feel when I say I want to move out? Will they be upset with me? Will they be? And so I think I settled because I was putting everyone else's needs ahead of my own. And I didn't think I was worthy of getting what I actually want. Where's it? Where's the emotion coming from? Oh, because I, I still can struggle with it today to know that like, I mean, I'm married now and I still will ask, like I, I have to express my needs and my wants to my husband and know that I'm more worthy of that. And so it's just, it's better. I handle it and walk through it way better than I did when I was in my twenties. And I'm still in counseling to this day because of it. And it's great, but it's interesting how the things that your core questions and the things that you struggle with, they, they're still with you, you know, and you have to seek healing for it. You have to know that like, it's okay to have better for yourself and to grow. Um, That was a lot to share. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate that means a lot. You know, I think something, um, so I've experienced this and probably as a pastor, I've accidentally done this. So it's interesting that Christianity talks about like dying to yourself and giving Mm -hmm. of your life. And there, there's a lot of, all of us need to hear that, but all of us need to hear that in a very different way to some of the skeptics out there who are like, because a lot of what you said, if you don't hear the gospel in it, it just seems like self-help. Like, don't settle. Right. Give up on, or, you know, maybe, um, as Henry Cloud would say, um, maybe there's some necessary endings in this relationship. Mm-hmm. There's some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a right way to do that. So I just want to be clear. Yeah. Um, but as you kind of articulate your story, because I'm sure that there's a lot of people here that they're about to quit the church to quit Jesus and quit Christianity. And they had no idea that what Jesus says is you can have life and life more abundantly. And some of that actually has to, there's some agency of Mm -hmm. your identity. You are a daughter, you are a son of God, like you matter. And that is not the exclusion of your neighbor and your family and your friends. That's actually when you know your worth and identity, you actually treat others different. So totally. how do you kind of reflect on that, especially for our listeners that I never thought I'd hear a follower of Jesus, like talk about not settling and doing, unless, mm. unless it was doing more work or giving up more of right. myself. Yeah, that's a great point. I think you, to, if you had to say it quickly, it's exactly what you just said. You can't, I can't love people well unless I've been loved well. Unless I'm taking care of myself and loving myself well. And even like, I think it's not, it is, the Lord does call us to die to self, but in a way that says like, I will find what I need in him. And I will recognize that his ways are better than mine. But There's comes with, even Jesus had really healthy boundaries with people. Like he was not 
available to everyone 24 seven. I love the verses that say he went to desolate places to pray. Like he needed a break. He did. I mean, there was, he was surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people that had tremendous needs. And he's like, I got to go connect with God. I got to go. And that to me shows that there has to be healthy boundaries with people and in life. And there's restoration and rest that needs to happen. And sleep, good health, and also, again, that close relationship with God. So that it's not that we have, we meet the demands and the needs of everyone around us. It's that we first get all that we need from the Lord and then follow his leading with that. So what shifted with Jesus? Because you you said you doubted. Mm-hmm. And and let me just kind of frame it this way. Um, you know, Gage Hunt and I are going to talk. Yeah. Um, Can't wait for that one. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. whether it's before or after, we're still choosing. <laughs> Gage has a little bit more intellectual kind of challenges. Um, yeah. I, I think you're representing someone that has way more relational challenges. I, that might not be the way to say no, it. I think that's, that's yeah. fair. I think so, it's fair. So what shifted, you know, when you turned the corner with Jesus? I think I kept getting closer to his heart for me. And counseling y'all is like the best gift ever. I mean, really, our the counselors and therapists that we have in this world, they do way more than we could ever realize. And we, I say this, my husband's probably sick of me saying, because I feel like I say it to everyone. I think a counselor and a therapist is just as important as your primary doctor. And because I was able to, I was able to get closer to God because I, I separated what I grew up with and made and sought out the faith of my own. It wasn't trying to seek the approval of God like I do with my dad. It was like, oh wait, Jesus loves me as I am, completely as I am. I don't have to do all of these things. And he has a whole book full of words of affirmation for me, which I am a words of affirmation person. So I think, like I said earlier, I recognize that God was, in my core, I recognize that the Lord was the only way and I had to work to meet, just like any relationship, you have to work to make that work and to really find the truth behind it. And I recognize that my relationship with Jesus can be very healthy as opposed to the other relational struggles that I have. He was the one that was, as I got, I recognized the truth for what it was in his word. It's like, oh, he actually, he's the, he's the one that makes the most sense. So let's do a deeper either or. Okay. So was it you discovered a Jesus that you never met before? Hmm. Or was it you discovered the Jesus that always was and just needed a few blanks to be filled in? I discovered the Jesus that always was apart from how other people around me saw him and processed him. Like the way that my, the people in my first church or even my parents 
they process God way different than the Jesus that I actually found in his word and for who he was. So what does that look like? It looks like a God who's always with me, no matter what, knows everything about me and loves me unconditionally and is for me. He has way better plans for me than even I do. And when I think this is the way it should go, he's like, I've got something way better, but you're gonna have to trust me because it's not gonna come when you want it. Mm. It's not gonna happen the way that you think, but along the way, I'm gonna make you into this, even this more beautiful and healthier person than even when I started with. Like God is such a creative Lord. Like he is not someone who's like, okay, made him in the womb, done. They're good to go. He's like, I am, I'm the potter and you are my clay. And I just, I'm just create something even greater. And yet immense love throughout the whole process instead of where some people can be like annoyed or bothered or hurt or upset by the things that you're going through personally. God's like, I'm not, I've got broad, broad shoulders and an unconditional love for you. Mm which is not what I feel in a lot of other, and of course, we sometimes people don't feel that unconditional love because we're all human and perfect, but I found something so much greater in him. I think we're going to have to like do a whole episode with yeah. you. Like <laughs> time's going by fast. Yeah. Where, where I want to close because yeah. I, I think it's powerful for people to hear your story. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue collar Buffalo, moved yeah. to Rochester, Go listen to her episodes. So one that's on friendship and online dating, fill in the blanks are there. It's fun. So what people don't know is like I send these emails out to all of our co-hosts and I say, hey, like we're interviewing this person on this topic. So, you know, who you can dream, like who are some people you would want to interview? But then like what are the topics that you're like super – like sign me up right now. Yeah. I'll go with the topic one. Okay. Anyone who like relationships, um, deeper dive into faith, studying the word, like that, anything with the relationships, I'm like, I'm like a moth to a flame. Like I love hearing people's stories and just, opening up the door to say, be honest, tell us what what you're going through, what you've discovered, what you're wrestling with, all of it. I I think people's stories are very underutilized. Mm. They're powerful. And so if I can be a part of a conversation where someone is saying, this is how it is for me or was for me, what I'm going through, I am amped about that and just putting them on display to say, listen to this. Mm. I love it. All right. Last question. Okay. You and Nick are in downtown Rochester Mm -hmm. and somebody says you have a gift card to any Rochester restaurant. Oh, easy. Oh, okay. Vern's. Vern's. I feel like a lot of people in Rochester don't know or have gone to this restaurant. I'm shocked. Okay. It's on par, uh, wherever Gines is. Okay. 
love it. It's like the most, they renovated this house. So it looks beautiful and it's a restaurant and they have the tiniest kitchen, which I'm shocked by. And it's like this like different kind of like Italian food. It's really good. You have to get the tomato pie. It's fantastic. Is that an appetizer or a meal? Um, well, it should be both. It should just be both. It should be all <laughs> always in part of your order. It's fantastic. And I just love the vibes there. It's great. Are you a order the same thing at every restaurant or are you the, I'm trying. So at Vern's, which one is it? Yeah, I am the always the person I will order the same thing every time. And thank goodness my husband is not that way. And he'll, we'll share meals. So he'll pick something. And I'll be like, oh, let's like let's switch. And I'm like, man, how did you pick a better thing than I had planned already? So we work well together. We're a good team in that. So yes. what's your Vern's order? Oh, but here's the thing. Vern's always has a rotating menu. Oh. So I actually, it challenges me because I can't always order the same thing every time. But their pizza, they're actually, wait, they have this pizza that has hot honey on it and everything. Gold. So good. Hot is in temperature hot or hot is in spicy hot? Like spicy hot, which I don't even like spicy, but it's not that bad. Like my baby taste buds can handle it. So it's <laughs> it's it's good. It just adds a great flavor. Yeah. Folks, there's no better way to end this episode <laughs> than Justin Timberlake. Ah, oh, yes. Don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> you're valued and you're worth it. Yes. And then uh, go to Vern's. So. Right. Amanda, I'm looking forward to some of the episodes you have this season. I'm really looking forward to it as well. Thanks, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more at whygodwhypodcast.com. 